Hi, this is Cindy Godwin, pastor of Summit Church, and this is our chosen podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you. I hope that it helps build up your faith and remind you that God has chosen you and set you apart for His purpose. Enjoy the message. Hello, my beautiful chosen girls. It's so good to be with you this month for our podcast. And we have a great podcast for you this month. And you might be going, hey, when you hear about it, it's a little heavy topic, but it's a very needed topic. And actually, we're going to be talking about grief. And I have someone here that we're going to be talking to today about grief who has a lot of experience. And our hope and our prayer, and we prayed before we started, is if there is any area in your life that you're experiencing grief or have had grief, that you're going to be healed from that. Because the goal is, is for my chosen girls to be the best version of themselves that God's created them to be. That's what we want. And so that's why we're doing this. And I think it's appropriate that we're doing it, even after a lot of things have been going on, even in our state in the last month. And then I think what put this kind of more on my radar, even besides that, because we're talking about Uvalde and uh, the devastation, destruction there, was before that, I was feeling some grief about a secondary loss that I'll share. And I think that because of that, and the feelings that I was feeling, and it was coming up, I thought, this is something we need to talk to our women about, you know, because we want them to be healed. And that's the that's the whole goal, is to be healed and be whole. So, Michelle, yes. tell me a little bit about you before we get started so that our amazing ladies can hear about you. I've known Michelle for mm, a long time. I know, but we're still <laughs> young. But we've known each other a long time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So my family joined uh, Summit in 2006, and in 2008, I began to uh, volunteer um, with the grief ministry, having experienced grief and loss myself, and I was starting to professionally explore it as well. Mm -hmm. I was working at a funeral home, and so the person that was overseeing the grief ministry at that time were stepping away from the classes, and it just seemed right for me to step in and do it. I, I didn't do it willingly at first because <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to just hear nothing but sad stories. <laughs> but then I remembered how I felt mm-hmm. when I was grieving. Yeah. I've had sudden losses. We've lost. I've never lost a child personally, but our family has. Um, so I knew what it felt like, yeah. and I didn't want people to be alone. So... I stepped in and have been yeah. leading the grief care ministry here at Summit. And started studying. I mean, actually, I started she started studying and getting certified yes. in, in grief yes. and care for people with grief, Absolutely. right? And death. I, I mean, you say, well, that's kind of morbid. But hey, it is appointed unto man wants to, to die. die. It will happen. It will happen. But she started getting I did. training in that. I started studying um, because... The Bible says to study and show yourself approved. Yeah. And I wanted, I never wanted to hurt anyone and give them information that could potentially hurt. Yeah. Because I knew they were already hurting. So right. I am now a fellow in thanatology. So for those of you that don't know, <laughs> thanatology is a scientific professional word for the study of death, dying, and bereavement. Mm. So I have studied. So what I present in the workshops 
um, is part of my training. Yeah. It's part of my lived experience and it's part of um, pastoral care and right. it's also part of uh, education. Amen. And we're so grateful to have her. So let's just start by the definition of grief. Well, grief, you know, is any kind of pain, things that have happened to us that cause pain and loss, you yes. know. Um, you know, it's it's a process that is associated with life-altering situations that happen in your life, such as death of a loved one or a traumatic experience, correct? Correct. Yeah. So grief is that automatic reaction that someone experiences when they have lost someone or yeah. something. So it can be a death or a non-death loss. Correct. So um, it's automatic, so people can react and not be themselves. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes you'll say, wow, this is really impacting them, you know, differently. But grief will make you react physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Yeah, that's so true. So good. Um, and you know, it's a process too it is. of going through it all. And it's, the process is different from for everybody. And because it's a process, you know, and there's been a lot of pain and loss in the last two and a half years yes. uh, with COVID uh, with life the way it's it was or the way that you know it's been all these all these years that we've known it yes. uh, and and so there's been a lot of pain and loss in the last two and a half years and so we've seen even more yes and in helping people and then like I said the thing that just happened with Uvalde so yes. and so tell me because there's different components of grief yes and so it starts with grief yes. And then, so grief is again that reaction when you suddenly the first are faced with that loss. Yes, mm -hmm. and it can be physical, emotional, spiritual. And then there's mourning, and so you'll hear these terms interchangeably. Mourning is we have to learn to live without what we have lost. We have to learn to live without the physical aspect of our loved one, and that is painful. And yeah. so while we're grieving and we have all of these reactions, you know, some of those reactions, common reactions are sadness, anger, hurt, fear, mm -hmm. um, pain. Mourning is, okay, I woke up today and my loved one is not here. And they may have been a very, you know, routine part of my life. You know, I saw them every day. Yeah. But even those that are not routine parts of our life, you know, now I can't pick up the phone and call them and ask them a question you're going to feel that pain right there. And that loss, yeah. Yes. So mm -hmm. mourning is it's, grieving it's the... It's kind of this continual thing that you're correct. walking through. You have that initial phase of correct. the grief, but then you've got the process of kind of then walking through yes. what that feels like and what your new life is like without that person or that thing in your life. Yes, and, and it's the physical relationship that is mourned because you still love them. Yeah. And you still, for example, my, my dad died in 1999. He's still my daddy. I yeah. love him. He's still my dad. He'll always be my dad. Whenever I say dad, yeah. I mean him and I feel that love. Yeah. But I can't physically, you know, have a relationship with him. Right. And that's what you mourn. And then the, the hard thing about mourning is that it's not always, like you mentioned, it's a process. It's not always on day one. Yeah. So my brother was 14 when, when daddy died. At 16, he's learning to drive. But who taught all of us to drive? Your daddy. daddy. Mm -hmm. So you mourn that physical, mm -hmm. you know, component of them, you right. know. And that was two years later. It wasn't wow. on day one. And so right. that's the tricky part of mourning. Yeah. 
Well, and it is a wound that happens, and uh, you can't just put it down. You have to deal with it, and it, we want to tend to that wound. Yes. And um, because, again, we want people to be healed. So, uh, and then there's uh, bereavement. Yes. And then, you, and because you hear all of these words, and they're a little bit different, and, and so it's yes. good to hear what each of those means. So you want to talk about that just yes. a little bit. And bereavement is... It's our situation that we encounter when we have uh, faced a loss or experienced a loss. Sometimes there's a word for that. So um, when someone loses a spouse, they're widowed. And there's a lot of uh, that environment that is created from that loss. That's what your time of bereavement is. You know, you're adjusting, you're grieving, you're uh, mourning, all of these things together. And that's the period of bereavement. So that's what we will hear. Someone loses parent. Um, usually after when you lose a second parent, it's a it's a really unique change. It's very that painful. Ad- adjustment. Yes. Because now you're like, wow, I might be the oldest and now I'm at the top of the the family tree. I'm the oldest now and our dynamic has changed. Mm-hmm. So that's our period of bereavement and adjustment. And um, And what does that look like? Exactly. And getting used to that and yes. walking that out. Yes. And everybody grieves differently, y'all. Everybody knew. And they're and it, at different times, and it takes different time. Like some people were like, well, man, you should be over that. Well, no. Don't mm-hmm. ever say that to somebody who's had any kind of no. loss because it's just different from everybody. And yes. maybe they, you know, it's just going to take time. And so giving people a lot of Absolutely. grace and space is what I say. Yes. Right? Grace and space. Give them the grace that they need yes. to to walk through it and healing. And sometimes you don't know the words to say if you're mm-hmm. helping somebody, but you can just say, I love you. I'm praying for you. You can send them a text. You can send them a card. Just something easy like that. Something easy. Something, sure. something very easy, you know. Um, and then and then we also were talking about uh, that bereavement was because, you know, we were saying that, you know, some people couldn't have uh, a funeral yes. during the pandemic. And so that was a whole different thing, right? So talk, because I think that that's really important. They didn't, they couldn't say goodbye no. to the person or mm-hmm. have that closure. Mm-hmm. And that's been a whole different thing too, again, when we went through the pandemic. So yes. I think it's good that you talk about that too. Yes, a pandemic did create um, a new set of losses for people, uh-huh. and um, some of them, like you mentioned, they could not have a normal funeral. Right. They couldn't have family come from out of town and be right. with them and share those photos, those memories, and laugh and cry together as they remembered their loved ones. Some couldn't be with them. Right. And then the pandemic also created the stigma. Like, if for those that did die from COVID, well, what were you doing? Or why did you get COVID? You know, there's that stigma of, 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 and no one deserved to die that way. No. You know, and no one expected to die that way. No. no. So um, there's that stigma that the family has to live with. And, and, um, wow. So that's a loss in itself. Of course. You know? um, and also, there's non death losses that people are living with because of the pandemic. Right. So there's people that still have remnant 
illnesses. Right. Some have even become debilitated. Mm -hmm. um, the financial aspect because yeah. of the medical cost or mm -hmm. they lost their job. Yep, their independence or their job or their yes. health. Yeah. And so that's important that you hear there are secondary losses too. Correct. That's not like, oh, somebody passed away in my family, but it could be the loss of their health, their job, their independence. independence. It could be a divorce. Okay. You can experience grief oh, going. That's a huge sure. one. It's a huge one. Yes. With divorce. That's a secondary loss, right? Yes. So those secondary losses and non-death losses, they, they're not necessarily, we can't say that they're less painful just because it's not associated to someone that has died. It's it can be different. equally. It's just yeah. different. It's Absolutely. just different. It could be equal. It's just different. It could be a loss of a friend. It could be a loss of a, a co-worker. It could be a loss of a pet. You know, our pets are like our family. Oh, my gosh. And yes. I was telling Michelle, you know, I just want to share personally that, you know, I think, again, what started me really thinking about this more was uh, we recently had a loss on our staff. And this was, uh, she didn't pass away, but it was my husband's executive assistant. We mm -hmm. all know Judy for 36 plus yes. years being on our staff. And I mean, she's family. She was she's family. Um, and, you know, we loved her like family. And um, it been her life praying for us since the beginning of the church. She was at our church from the very beginning, beginning. 38 years, okay? And then um, she had some medical conditions that happened that took her out. And I mean, she was here on a Sunday and the next day she wasn't. Yeah. And it was just like that. And um, now she lives in uh, San Angelo with her sister. And it's been a huge loss. And I've definitely, yes. <laughs> even I always get a, a little Dude. emotional um, because it's a secondary loss. But we didn't really get to say, I mean, she's getting medical care. We are praying for her and believing for her to be totally healed. Yes. Uh, she's with her sister who's caring for her. But we really didn't get to say goodbye. I mean, after everything she's done so many years, um, we would have loved to have been able to do that and to give her a big party because she deserved yes. that and to love on her. But, you know, I didn't. I And it's kind of, you know, talking about that secondary loss. Those, yes. I was going through feeling sad and depressed and then I get mad. <laughs> so I definitely I think yes. it was, I was feeling all of it. I was like... And then I was thinking, okay, I'm doing okay. Or mm -hmm. I wasn't I wasn't quite sure what I was processing. And somebody called me and they go, hey, can I pray with you? Because I felt like I was supposed to call you and pray with you. And they started praying for me. And they started praying against grief. And I just started crying. I you mean, burst was. out crying. And I'm glad that I did that because I was like, now I know some of the feelings that I was feeling, yes. what was going on. Yes. And um and so I'm very grateful that I am in myself in a place of, I didn't, she, thank God she's um, alive, but I, I'm in a place that I'm in that process of healing yes, from grief, you, you know, and mourning her loss and, and you're still missing, missing her. Missing that physical, yes. you know, that day-to-day -day routine. That day-to-day -day routine. That relationship. Because yeah, we saw her every day. <laughs> and that's the thing. We have these and those are kind of more ambiguous losses as well because you're like, well, is this a loss? But I still have her, right. but I don't have her. You don't know how to feel, and that's what makes yeah. it really more confusing too. It does, yeah, because, I mean, we have no contact at all yeah. with her now. So anyway, but... And th that's again. exactly, and that pain that people live with, you know, um, yeah. it, we can ignore it, we can avoid it, or we can honor it. 
you know, because yeah. we're made em emotional beings as well. That is so good because you mm -hmm. said we can honor it, which means you can validate. That is so important yes. is to validate someone who's had any kind of a loss uh, to validate their feelings. Yes. Even though you might be going, oh, I don't understand it. They need to know that they're validated. And that is Absolutely. so important, right? It is because so everybody important. wants to be heard and... We, we can't help how we feel. No. You can't help yeah. when you have this automatic reaction. You know, in classes, I always, I, every class, I use the same uh, example. I always ask everyone, who's ever hurt or injured their pinky toe? So there's always someone that raises their hand. And you just immediately start remembering, oh, my gosh, that pinky toe. <laughs> when the can <laughs> fell on it, it hurt. Like, it hurt, yeah. But did anyone have to say Oh, are you going to cry? Are you going to scream? Are you going to cuss? Are you going <laughs> to hold your toe? Yeah. No, it just came out. Yeah. It just automatically came out and and not everyone in the room didn't doesn't react the same way. Some people do cry. Some people cuss. Some people hit the yeah. door. Yeah. And that's us in grief. You yeah. Know, we don't all cry. Right. We don't all scream. Yeah. We don't all, some of us are just silent. Yeah. Deal um, with it internally. Yes. Yeah. I think I was kind of doing that a little bit until then. And then, uh, you know, because you want them to feel validated and a safe, like you're a safe place that yes. they can talk to. And if you don't feel like, hey, I can deal with that, then hey, get them in touch with Michelle. Yes. Uh, and it's, you know, there's a physical safety and then there's an emotional safety. There is. Where they can be fully themselves. And that's Correct. what you're talking about, letting them be fully themselves, you yes. know? And then time. And again, that time is different for everybody. It is. And you never know. I mean, you could be all fine and it's been several years, but like you said, you start thinking about your dad and the loss of your dad and it brings back these emotions oh, yeah. and these feelings. And then you have to take them to the cross. You have to take them and you have to just say, you know, I mean, like Father's Day is coming up. And so I would never have a Father's Day that I don't have tears, you know? Sure. Because that's always a day that I don't, there's one less gift. You know, I do bless other fathers, but that's my daddy, mm -hmm. you know? And so... I uh, I have to remind myself, you know, it's okay. Yeah. I still miss him. All right. these, this is my 23rd Father's Day without him. I still miss him. He could still be here today because he was very young. But I give, I do. I take it to God. I yeah. take it to my grief support network. And I say, you know, uh, I am going to enjoy his memory. I'm going to mm -hmm. enjoy his legacy. I'm going to celebrate that. Yeah. And it does give me peace. And those tears can... I do believe what the Bible says. He turns our mourning into dancing. Yeah. And I can say, you know, I had a wonderful dad. Yeah. You know, not everyone can say that. Not everybody can say and that. And I can. That's I true. can say that. And so That's true. he does turn our mourning into dancing. It takes time, like you mentioned. Right. Now, in the case, you know, like we, we have this recent tragedy in Uvalde and people have lost children. Yes. The loss of a child, it really is forever because every day that a parent wakes up, you expect to see your children. Yeah. They should be living past you. Yeah. It's very abnormal and not natural for no. the children to die or pass away before the parents. Yes. Very not natural. So It's not. And so that is some something that does require a little more grace. You know, there will be good days, bad days, right. hard days. Sure. Um, even in our own team, you know, uh, Princess, and she has shared her testimony in the loss of her child and her grandchild. And... Every day you wake up, 
-hmm. it's a loss because right. they're not alive. Yeah. But every day you have to choose to heal. Yeah. You have to choose That's good. to That's so um, good. want to heal. Yeah. And so I have seen her allow God to heal her. She has uh, in turn given her service to other grieving yeah, parents. To help other parents, yeah. And so something good can she come out of something, something tragic. Yeah, she's mm -hmm. using it for good. And we have been coming across some of those family members coming into church that um, their cousin or yes. uh, somebody in their relationship in their families, that it was one of those kids, yes. you know, those children. And uh, we just cry with them. You know, we just cry with them can. and we pray for them and yes. love on them. And there's nothing we can say that's going to take that pain away except them to know that we're standing with them and loving on yes. them. And, and we do that. So let's just talk about briefly some healthy uh, versus unhealthy coping. Yes. Because how do people cope with grief? Okay, so there's healthy ways yes. and unhealthy ways. So tell us about unhealthy ways that if if you're experiencing grief, if you've had any kind of pain or loss in yes. anything, okay, any kind of pain, yes. things have happened to you, any kind of situation. So what's unhealthy? So unhealthy is something you would have to ask yourself, is this harmful to me or to someone I love? Mm. You know, because sometimes things can be weird. Like not everybody grieves the same or processes it. And somebody might say, wow, what are they doing? That's kind of odd or weird. But Ask, is this harmful to me physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, or to someone else that is impacted by my decisions? Or an unhealthy is also that it keeps you attached over and over to the death experience or the traumatic experience, and okay. you relive it over and over. So um, unhealthy could be something like, using substance. You okay. know, the minute you feel, and again, this is totally not honoring the pain, the grief. Um, You're kind of trying to mask it and cover it up and correct. not deal with it. So correct. it's a substance abuse, whether it be drug, alcohol, or it could be even sex. Yes, it can be anything. It, it could be anything. Even prescriptions. Yep. You know, yep. some people, and it is so tender. And I always tell people, I never tell them, okay, especially if it's a holiday, I don't tell them you can't have a drink, but I always tell them you're vulnerable. And if this has a numbing effect, you're going to want more of it. So be careful. Yeah, be careful that you're not using it for that as a Correct. numbing effect Correct. to cover up the 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 you know the pain. Yes. To cover up the big scar, you know, the big band, the big gash on your arm. <laughs> yes, because it's not going to go away. Yeah. It's just yeah. going to temporarily numb it, and then you're going right. to need more and more. So that's an unhealthy way. Another unhealthy way. Again, there's no timeline, but this is not. Um, Early on, you know, first couple of years, I mean, it's really hard separating and mourning that physical loss. But there was a, a gentleman that visited the gravesite the morning. He would go to work, lunch, go to work, evening. Wow. wow. And again, in the beginning, I could understand that, you know, you're grieving, you're processing this loss. Mm -hmm. But after some years. Yeah. You're staying connected to that death experience over and over and not leaving room for new relationships, not leaving room for new life experiences or the, the relationships you already have, children, grandchildren. Um, you're staying tied to the death experience. Wow. So that is unhealthy. For sure. Yeah. You know, and, and, it, and it really requires someone trained because that separation from some people feel like grief and the person that has died are together. And if I let go of this grief, 
I'm letting go of the person that has oh, died. Oh, okay. I but they're not. Some, they're not. I mean, but that I can not. understand that they might think that that they could connect that. Yes, and so that's where grief counseling and and therapy can take you know can help. Right. You know, some and that doesn't mean that person is weak. They just oh, no. I never experienced that before. It was yeah. a very close relationship. And it hurts. Yeah, and they didn't know how to deal with it and how to get out of no. it. Okay, well, let's talk about some healthy ways yes. to deal with grief. So healthy ways are those that connect you to life, mm. your future. So good. That you can bring your loved one along and, you know, their inspiration, their love, their legacy. Even God shows us, you know, Jesus showed us himself. He's, he set up his disciples that he spent day-to-day -day life with. He set them up to remember you yeah. know, we do the communion. Yeah. That's an example. It was a ritual. So some rituals can be very helpful. And I love that Jesus included that Last Supper because it gives us, you know, ideas. You know, it's okay to remember. You know, this is the bread. This is the body. This is my, my physical being. Hebrews 11 is full of people that yep. are not living today. Right. But we still celebrate. A cloud of witnesses. Yes. Are, yeah, cheering us on. Yeah. So thinking of rituals that connect you to the memories that are good, you know, the bad memories we do sometimes have to process them, mm -hmm. but the good memories, let them guide us and comfort us. Let them allow God to turn that beauty, I mean, that those ashes to beauty. Mm -hmm. And that usually comes, you know, from saying over and over how, how much we love them and, and some of those rituals. The other thing is um, advocacy. So after some time has passed and that healing, many families will be involved with advocacy work. You mm -hmm. know, my little cousin, you know, died uh, at 11 mm -hmm. with brain cancer and, and it horrified our family. And we did grieve wrong for many, many years, so many decades. We didn't even say her name. But now, you know, she inspires me. You know, I, I allow her to inspire me. I remember how, how uh, on her deathbed, you know, we're going to visit her. She is suffering. She has a brain tumor. And she's, I'm so happy you came to visit me. <laughs> How many of us can even say that when we're going through something that's not even right. that harsh? Yeah, no kidding. Thank you for visiting me. Thank you for calling me. Right. So right. taking that loved one and bringing them into our future in a healthy way. Mm. Not a negative way. Not I have to remember their death and relive that over mm -hmm. and over. And then another healthy experience is our day-to-day -day routine, taking mm -hmm. care of ourselves. Yeah, that's good. Drinking plenty of water, following any medication that we need to take, supplements, resting. And if you can't do those things, then you need to get some help mm -hmm. to help you do that. Also, some people do have mental illness that can be flared up during a time of grief. And how many of us have heard those stories? Someone's like, they're going crazy now, and I, I hate that term, but I hear it a lot. I don't know what's wrong with them. After they died, their loved one died, they're just going crazy, and I hate that because it's a stigma, but it's not that they're going crazy. It's all of these reactions are contributing. They're coming up, and they're inside of them, and they don't know what to do yes. with that. Yes, and they yeah. may have had an undiagnosed condition. Sure. So taking care of those physical needs is extremely important. Um, it's easy to sit down. Um, watch a movie, comfort food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been known to finish a whole box of Girl Scout cookies <laughs> in my grief. <laughs> 
Okay, so we'll give you one day to do that, right? <laughs> but you can't have that. That becomes an unhealthy routine because it's going to hurt you physically. Yeah. yeah. So we have to reach for those healthier stuff. Right. And, um, and what's going to ensure that we have those routines? You yeah. Know? And then, too, you know, when you were talking about advocacy, I've thought about people that I've known that then they come out and uh, I'm just going to use this as an example, breast cancer, like yes. their mother or whatever died of breast cancer. When well, they get out and they start, they're involved in all these different activities yes. and things and helping raise money for breast ca- yes. cancer awareness. They're participating in the runs Absolutely. and the things that they do, again, because they're they're now going to make something good or, or even sometimes you they establish yeah. a foundation, you know. Uh, in the memory and want to like raise money and give like if it was a child and give money to a child to go to college. So, I mean, I've heard of some really good things that have come from that, that some parents have used uh, and families. And so when you're talking. It's wonderful to do that. Yeah. And you have so many advocates here in our chosen girl families, you know, that have taken that heartbreak and made something good happen. Right. Now that, is easier said than done for sure but connecting with others you know sharing your story with those that have a similar experience it helps you do that and and for example the amber alert system yeah yeah you know amber was a little girl that was taken yeah and there was no way to let the community know at the time to look for the car they knew what who took her what or what vehicle took mm-hmm. her so amber's mom of course the devastating loss of a child yeah but in time she went and she fought for this alert system Mm. and so every time a a little girl or a little Mm -hmm. boy a child is taken Mm -hmm. and and you know who it's with and you get Mm -hmm. that alert yep there's hope that we can find that vehicle right that's and then and it happens a lot and that does happen a lot and then uh, mad m-a-d-d mothers against drunk drivers same thing had a child that was killed by a drunk driver and then turned out turned it around and created an organization advocate to advocate so that's a good thing that's taking that's definitely a healthy way it is a healthy way and it's just and also crying um with those that are safe spaces um, oh yeah you know, yeah. talking about it. it. It's not easy to do. No, no, it's definitely it not. Helpful. No, it's it very helpful. helpful. Um, you know, the main thing, too, we want to is, uh, is talk about or just uh, stress is that you are moving through it, yes. that you are moving forward, okay? Yes. And so maybe in our discussion today, you have identified mm-hmm. an area maybe that in your life that may need, you may need to grieve, you know, that you had, or a season of loss and you need healing. So you might need to start some conversation. You can go up to a prayer team. You can contact Michelle, which we'll talk about in just a minute, because what does healing look like for you? Because it's different for everybody. But the main thing is that you get healed. So don't run away from the pain. Mm -hmm. Don't run away from, because if you do, it'll just have more pain. You want to run toward healing. Turn that pain into healing. Yes, you do. Right, Michelle? You do. And so why don't you just tell our ladies, our chosen girls, if they have identified something through our yes. brief discussion today um, that 
that, you know, that maybe they need some talk to somebody or help dealing, you know, yes. walking through it, how can they get in touch with you yes. or our grief care team yes. to participate in some discussions to help you start on that journey? Because that's the main thing that we want. It is. That's the main thing we want. And, and healing can only happen if you want to. That's right. It's a choice. And just you like have you. to seek out. Yeah. You know, the Lord says you seek and you will find. And the wonderful thing is, again, since 2008, I've been serving here um, in the grief ministry. So Summit has had grief support since I can remember. And we're very grateful yes. to have Michelle as part of our team. She's Thank amazing. You. And, and there's, there's uh, four of us um, that facilitate that. And every second Saturday, rain, shine, sleet or snow, <laughs> pandemic or not, yep. we meet. Yeah. I I mean we meet well, we Zoom or always alive. have it. Yes. <laughs> and so you can find on the summitsa.com website under our small groups and support groups, you can find the link and you can find how to register and become part of that group. Yeah. Some people attend one, some people attend twenty. Mm -hmm. Some people always attend. Mm -hmm. And so um, you can feel comfortable. And yeah. we do workshops yeah. because we want people to be empowered of what they can do at yeah. home. Um, and we also include expressive art right. to help them That's connect good. with that love and that legacy yeah, in and, a healthy way. Yeah. And when you were talking about it too, it made me think about children because... Yes. And that's a different way yes. to help children cope. So before we end, let's just hit that because it just came up in my mind and I was thinking about yes. Uvalde again and about children who saw um, their classmates, you yes. know, that they lost them and they they were actually in that school and they yeah. could be experiencing that. So uh, how do we help children cope? So children, you know, we hear, well, children are resilient and they're going to, you know, and, and a lot of children will you know, with the coping skills that they already have for life and, and dealing with hard things that parents are helping them, they will heal. But there are, children need support because, um, especially if it's a traumatic, tragic event yeah. like that. And kids don't always have the capacity to use the words that we do. I mean, we barely understand it. Sure. We sure. can't even explain it. So yeah. how is a child going to? Right. We, right. And we have to understand that children will grieve at different developmental stages. That is so important to we say that again. That. We talked about that last night. Yes. Wow. Different developmental stages. So, for example, if, if someone loses a child, a friend, a parent, um, you know, a child, what I mean is like a playmate, and they're eight years old. So their brain development, their abstract thinking, that capacity is for an eight-year-old. When they turn 13, they're going to remember that experience. And it may seem like they're grieving all over again. And the parent may be like, oh, my God, I'm so worried. They're stuck. They can't get over it. No, it's not that they can't get over it. It's that they have a different capacity of thinking and development that now this means something else to mm -hmm. them. And then when they're a teenager... And then when they're an adult, now it's something different. Yeah. You know, you'll hear someone that, you know, they lost, they were a twin and, and they lost the, the other twin died. And as an adult, they have to process what that means. You know, the loss of, of not having that companion, that sibling. It doesn't necessarily mean it'll be as intense as the initial, but it may. Mm -hmm. And so for kids, we have to understand it can take some time. Okay. And also, they don't talk 
Like, how many times have we asked our kids, Sure. How are you feeling? Right. <laughs> right. Um, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> and then they're, like, tearing up the house, and you're like, they're not really fine, are right. they? Right. Yeah. So what is their language? I always say a child has a grief language. Mm, is it painting? Good. Is it drawing? Is it sports? You know, what? how are they going to talk to you? You That's know, good. and let them express know. Express that. You know, you can share with me. You know, is there a song that makes you think of, you know, the person you lost? Mm -hmm. And they might play a song, and it might be a song that's full of anger and rage. Then you know. Yeah. So be willing and be open to how they're going to talk to you and how they're okay. going to communicate and not be shocked. Yeah. Yeah. Because we can't help no. <laughs> if we right. are shocked, you know. No. You know, and, and that's the thing. I mean, I myself experienced grief at a young age, and... I, my parents, the best parents. I, I grew up in the best home you can ever imagine. It was so close to perfect. But I experienced violence outside my home, and I didn't know how to share that. And so I always tell parents, ask your child, are you okay? Mm -hmm. And pause. The silence is uncomfortable, mm -hmm. but you might get something. Or write a journal, a note. I know you're hurting. Here's our journal. Because like you said, sometimes there are expressions of whether it be misbehavior or attitude yes. or rebellion could be. Could be. Not saying it always. No. Just could be. Sometimes. Could be something. Acting out because of something. Correct. Yeah. So that's and good. And so be willing to pause and just listen. That's good. And listen, read, hear. Yeah. Whatever it is, Amen. and so, That's so good. and there are resources. Um, the Children's yeah. Bereavement Center of South Texas has resources on their website. Yeah, you know those different developmental stages of what a child's perception of death is. Yeah, and um, Michelle is actually going into Uvalde with setting up a children bereavement center. Yes, I'm be helping them. She's helping them in Uvalde. Yes. So. That's dear, near and dear to my heart right. again. Right. The advocacy work from the right. loss of my, my little cousin, Tony. Right. I was 18, and I felt more like her aunt. So everything I do, you know, again, I let the Lord guide me. Yeah. My heart guide me, but I also do it in honor and memory. Yeah. You know, because Amen. we've been there. Amen. And if you've been there, yeah. you can't, that God does turn, he can turn your ashes to beauty. And your mourning into dancing. But only if you give it to him. If you only give it to him. That's and you so learn, good. right? And you learn. That's so good. And that's what Chosen's about. That is what Chosen is about. That's what the Chosen message is about. So thank you so yes. much, Michelle, for You're sharing. Welcome. I just want to pray real quick before yes. we end. And thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Lord, thank you. We're turning to you all. We're turning our hearts to you. For Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for having Michelle come and speak words of life to those who might be feeling sense of loss or uh, and pain and they don't really know where it's coming from. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will go deep within them right now and show them. Show them that grief. Show them that pain. Show them that loss, Lord, that they can bring it to you and choose to bring it to you, that they can be healed. And we thank you. You give us beauty for mourning. Yes. And we thank you for that. You give us sunshine every day, and we thank you. You turn our mourning into dancing, our sorrow into joy. No more ashes, Lord. We thank you, and you want us to live that amazing, abundant life 
And if there's anything in our lives that is keeping us from doing that, you'll show us what it is. And help us, Lord, as, as women, as chosen women, to be able to, to be there for our friends and for our family. Yes. If they're experiencing loss and grief, and be able to show them and take them to you, to the Lord Jesus Christ, who heals all things. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Bless you, chosen girls, and I'll see you next month. Thanks again for joining us. If you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe and share it with a friend. You can hear more messages by visiting chosenessay.com. Be sure to follow us at Chosen Essay on Facebook and Instagram.